Welcome to Masters of Self University podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Moley. And today, Danny and I are diving into needing love and connection. I live with you, so I get to see all of the things that you work on and you um, start to break down. And this has been a 24-hour thing where I've seen you go into a trigger and really uncover some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gems. Um, so now that you're in this place, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? And man, just even speaking to you a little bit about what this all is, I, I had a lot of questions and, um, I'm just here to learn and also begin to understand truly what love really is. Yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Ellie and I have been dating now since July, uh, we met through this podcast. We did mention we'd probably cover these topics on a uh, on a podcast uh, that we did with Madison on conscious partnership. Um, might have been episode seventy four if you want to go back and rewatch that. And uh, so here we are. We're going to unpack really a lot of the challenges that Ellie and I have been working through over the last couple months, and. You know, these challenges date back to the origin of our relationship, really. And that's because it's the way that I have shown up needing love and needing connection. And this is something that we we all do. We do this a lot. We we want love. We need love. Um, we're not taught he healthy ways to find connection and to find love. And so we put it outside of ourselves, we externalize it, we look for it in everyone else and everything else. And we're not taught really the skills on how to find it within. And I really wanted to jump on and record this podcast today as I'm having huge epiphanies and realizations that this whole time, this whole time I've been alive, I've been looking for love outside of myself but I haven't even realized what love is and what love isn't. I thought up until last night that love was the feeling of being loved. So this feeling that when someone makes me feel really special, when I feel like adored and admired and I feel really good inside, I thought that was love. And so because I thought that was love, that's how I gave love. That's also how I expected to receive love. So why this is important to talk about is because that's not love. And love is a state of being. It's an energetic state that we can enter. And what that is that I'm talking about is a wounded part of ourselves, a wounded part of myself wounded part of my ego being just filled in and being made to feel special. And because I feel so empty inside, 
when someone adores me and makes me feel loved, it feels good. But it only feels good because of how empty I feel in my everyday life. You know, I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper about your perception of love and feeling special because I don't have that. Um, I don't think that feeling loved is feeling special because that's not how I was raised and how I was shown love. So I'd love for anybody out there who also thought that this was, this was what love was for you to go deeper into why you thought that um, love was feeling really special and feeling like you're loved. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, of course. Um, so I felt like that it originated from my childhood. Like all these, these wounds that we accumulate, most of them do come from our childhood. And I really felt that way because this is what I was mirrored. This is what, this is how my, one of my parents showed up. And this is something that I actually saw um, this past winter when I was home, I have a nephew who is six years old, the same age that I was when I um, suffered an, uh, an abandonment wound as one of my parents left and went off and had, a, got, had another partner. And when that happened, it created a lot of wounding. And so going back and seeing my nephew now, the same age I was when I experienced this, and then seeing the energy and feeling the energy of what was being exchanged. And I've had to do a lot of research into this and it's called love bombing. It's when someone is, and this is something that I do. So I just want to say, this isn't about naming or blaming because this is something that I've done in the past. This is something I completely recognize in myself, which is why I'm able to talk about it because I can see that I do this. It's a way that someone shows up, they're overly affectionate in order to elicit some level of control, manipulation, um, power, like something along those lines. And in, in my case, I used to use over affection and it's, it's brilliant because it's Valentine's Day um, around the time that we're recording this podcast. So very relevant for right now because love bombing is very popular in Valentine's day where somebody is overly affectionate so that the other person knows, oh, they care about me. They love me. They're connected to me. They make me feel special. And that makes our ego, the wounded part of us feel good. So I'm seeing one of my parents love bomb my nephew and it's reminding me of how I used to feel. And now I realize I'm attaching this idea of what I thought love was, which was this feeling of being completely adored and admired. And now I'm expecting that in my partnerships. I'm expecting that in my relationships. And because I cannot find that from within myself, because I don't have that connection to my higher self, we'll get to that and we'll get to why that's important in a minute. But because I didn't have that connection, I learned young, because this is what I was taught, to find that connection from outside of myself. And so I'm seeing my net, like this all unfold in my family and I'm like, oh man, like this is how I show up. I show up in a partnership and the energy in which I try and connect from isn't 
connection with my higher self. It's because I need connection because I don't have that from within. Because I don't feel this deep connection to my higher self, to love, to the vibrational energetic state, to the beingness of what love is, because I don't feel that within myself, I look for it in other people. I look for it in my partnerships. And this was something that I literally saw right before my eyes. I'm like, oh, that over-affection, that isn't love. That's coming from a place of emptiness, of neediness, of codependence. And that, when that's in there, that creates so much toxic attachment, toxic dependence. It creates unhealthy boundaries. It's enmeshment. It creates so much um, unhealthy connection and superficial connection to what true love actually is. Yeah, you know, it's really funny as you're speaking about this, and we'll go deeper into how this has shown up in our relationship. But as you're talking to me, I did not experience love in that capacity. I was never meant like there was no over affection. There was no you're really special. There was no like, um, you're the center of my world. The love that I experienced was they're there. So that's love. And so every relationship I've ever been up until you was like, oh, you want to hang out with me? You want like to spend your time with me? Then that must be love. Like I love you for that you, and you love me for that. And that's how I experienced love growing up is that you're there, we're here. And like there's nothing else. There's no deep connection. There's no intimacy. Like I, I'm, re I'm learning at ground zero what even intimacy and connection truly is because I was not raised in that. And I've never experienced that in any kind of partnership. When you came along, you started asking me, um, why aren't you open? And why don't you share? And why don't you tell me deeper things about yourself? And I literally sat there like a deer in headlights and it, it felt like you were talking some kind of language I've never heard before because I've never experienced quote unquote love in any other way, but this very surface level way of we just show up and we exist right next to each other and this is it. And man, that's really sad when I think about it, but you've challenged me in many different ways. And, and then I learned that I had a closed heart. And then I learned that I was, I've never expressed myself in any way. And I've never done anything to go deeper within myself because that was never asked of me and that was never modeled to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to, for you and I to go into how the way that you were raised and you saw love showed up in our relationship Yeah, and, you know, yeah, let's go there. Cause then that can open the door to the, to the rest of this. Yeah. So a couple months ago, maybe what well, what's the date? Like six weeks ago, we went on a trip and it was really challenging for both of us. And around this time, we're moving into an we're, we're moving into a new place here in San Diego. And I'm having all of these doubts about our relationship because oh I uh, I I didn't feel this deep connection. I didn't feel this deep connection to Ellie, and. I would bring it up and we would talk about it and we would go through many very difficult conversations. And it was just like, I couldn't feel you. There was no, I couldn't feel your openness. And it's funny because I look back now and I understand what it was that I was looking for. It was that you weren't making, I didn't feel you open and you weren't making me feel special. 
Hmm. And because you weren't making me feel special and I couldn't feel your openness and feel your love. And this is another program that I run, which is completely like correlated where I can only feel love if you, if my partner reflects it back to me. I can only access those deeper emotions. Again, this is a codependent, not healthy, unhealthy way to show up in a partnership. I could only access those deeper emotions if Ellie was to open. If she was to open and I would feel her love, I could feel it too. And so I was showing up to you in these, these conversations being like, I need more. I need you to open. I need to feel your openness. And this was stemming from a lack of openness within myself. So I'm bringing up to you, I need you to feel more open so I can feel more love within myself. But at that moment, I didn't, I just wanted you to be open, right? Yeah. And as you're talking about this moment in time, I can feel all of the emotions coming back. Like I really felt like I went through it because I couldn't understand what you were asking of me. Mm. It was like, you were asking me to open and connect and go deeper. And I had, because I've never learned how to do that. And I've never done that before. When you're approaching me with these kind of things, it felt like I didn't have an answer to your problem. And all of my programming started coming up of he's going to leave me. Um, this is not enough for him. I'm not enough for him. Like, I don't know what to do. I felt so helpless and hopeless because I all I wanted in all of my codependency was to give you what you needed so that you could be happy. Like, I even right. remember when you were approaching me. Um, you felt so unhappy in this home that we were, we just moved into. So I found, I found myself thinking like, well, if we moved into the other home that he actually wanted, then he would be happy. Like, this is where my mind was going. It was like, I was trying to figure out how I could make you happy so that you could be happy with me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand truly what you were asking of me until we had like this moment after days and days of literally going through it. And I was freaking out internally because of course I don't express anything externally. So I'm like going through it inside. And there was this one moment where you and I were having a really, really hard conversation about the fact that you can't feel me, which again, when you tell someone I can't feel you and I'm thinking that what I'm giving you is connection because I don't even, because you have to understand, like I'm at kindergarten level with connection and int intimacy. It's like, it's not computing. And I remember you and I were having this really difficult conversation and you're like, how do you feel? And all of my programming and all of the walls that I had, all I kept telling to you was if I, I'm, I'm sad, but if you need to leave, then leave. If you don't want to be in this partnership and if I'm not giving you what you want, then you should just go and like do whatever you want to do. Because in my mind, I thought that like there is no answer to this. I can't give you what you want. So I'm just going to suck it up and have you move on and do whatever you need to do. And you could feel that that's not truly what I was feeling inside. Yeah. And you're like, I cannot feel you. What do you actually feel? And I looked at you and I was like, I'm just trying to be tough. And you looked back at me, you're like, 
I don't want you to be tough. I just want you to tell me what you feel. And the moment you said that, it was like something clicked in me. And I looked at you and I said, I'm so afraid to be without you. I'm so afraid to like start this new chapter without you by my side. I don't want you to go and I don't want you to leave. And then the moment that happened, the connection just like literally you could feel the energy between us. Mm. It was like, it was almost like the first time that like our souls met or something. And then you, you and I both burst into tears and we held each other. And that's the first time I understood, Oh, this is what he's asking of me. And no one's ever asked that of me, you know, ever since I was a kid, nobody really listened to me or asked me like how you really feel and let's process this together. So all I've ever known is to close, 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 close. And in that moment, that was the first time I understood what connection between two beings really was. Mm, beautiful. And just for the listeners, we've gone down kind of two paths simultaneously here where I've been talking about my awakening of like what true connection and love is and then me showing up in that place of need but then also it's it's also what what ellie just beautifully explained was ellie was had had a lot of closed a very closed heart and so the programs that i were running i was running in needing her to be open they were coming from a place of neediness, but that doesn't, it didn't mean that, you know, Ellie wasn't, um, doesn't mean that Ellie wasn't open or it, she was still closed. And so when you were able to open, we had this beautiful moment of soul on soul. But then after that, I realized, oh, I was showing up in a place of neediness then and right. that's not love so there's right. like there's multiple layers to this and multiple levels and multiple things that we're both learning about ourselves so the lesson for me was all about understanding oh i'm showing up in a place of need but that didn't mean what i was saying was particularly wrong in that i would like oh i like it i'm i'm reflecting back to her that you're quite closed and that if we want to form this amazing connection, like there's a level of openness that we want to achieve as partners together, which is intimacy. But what intimacy isn't, so now we're going to link the two stories together. I used to think what intimacy was and what connection and love was. I used to think it was me feeling special, me feeling like you loved me me feeling admired and adored, which is just my ego showing up in its wounds. It's my emptiness being filled in by yours. What true love and connection is, is when it comes from your higher self. And so in that beautiful moment that Ellie shared, we were able to get to a place where I was open in my heart saying, I just want to connect to you and I can't really feel you. And then eventually her heart opened and she truthfully shared like, oh, I, I'm just afraid to do this alone. And in that space, that's where the magic unfolds. That's the real true connection where you're looking at each other soul to soul and you're, you can see, yes, there's wounds and there's fear and there's ego there, 
but that's not what we're connecting through. Like we can, we were seeing beyond that illusion and beyond like the fear in that moment. And it was like, oh, we're just two souls trying our best to walk this path. And yeah. Yeah. And just to, you know, really emphasize this, I know that love and safety and security is not going to come from you. I've learned this many times in my life and in this partnership, especially, but what you're doing so beautifully is allowing me the safe, this, the space and the safety for me to be able to go through myself and understand why I am the way that I am by challenging me in these beautiful ways. But it doesn't mean this is his burden to carry or his torch to carry. Like I know that at the end of the day, I have to fill that within myself so that I can show up powerfully in this relationship, which doesn't mean that in my mind, I think power is, is, is not expressing what you actually feel or what you actually think. I think that's like, Oh, don't tell them the weak parts, you know, don't show them that side. And in reality, what I'm learning is like, no, that's so much strength while you love and heal and feel everything that's coming up and really being that love for yourself and then showing up in this beautiful container by expressing and by sharing these moments where I do, where I don't feel great and I feel all of these things. It's like I was so afraid to tell you all of these things because if I told you all of these things, then you would leave. Then you wouldn't want to be around me. And in reality, it was like, he was the first person in my life that's ever been like no share of these moments. So I know that it's my job to radically love myself so that I can show up in this container being whole and not needing you to feel Beautiful. that. And to know, to go, to note on that and go deeper, you, the way that you were trying to connect was through your wounds, which was closing up, right? Right. The way that I was trying to connect was by being overly affectionate and um get going intimate and deep which actually isn't true intimacy because it's coming from woundedness so we were both showing up in our like trying to connect from our woundedness when actually it's when we step away from that and we find that from within ourselves that true intimacy and connection can be found yeah and yeah. that takes uh a big mirror into yourself because every time that I want to be filled by you, it's an opportunity to go within myself to go fill me because I know at the end of the day, like I've learned so many times when you seek love outside of you, it is never going to actually be what you want it to be. You know, that's all we're ever taught by society, by the world is that it love is outside of you. So like all of this time, you know, I've just been waiting for someone to fill that. So I wouldn't feel alone so that I wouldn't feel sad. So I wouldn't feel all of these things. And in this partnership, because, 
you do that so much for yourself. I know that it's just an opportunity for me to learn how to do that for myself as well. And then in that space, we can really start cultivating true love. And, you know, obviously me and Danny are, we're not like 10 years into our relationship, you know, it's still very new, but man, like I see where we're headed. And even though it, it's not, you know, this explosion of like, oh my God, we're so in love and all of these things. It's like, so beautiful to see how you show up for yourself and how I'm showing up for myself. And then when we come together, it's like dynamite. Beautiful. Let's go there. Great transition. So in my past, I've thought that like, oh, you're my everything like that. Um, you're in rapture, that energy that we enter. I used to think that that was what love is. I used to think that was connection. That was that chemistry that you feel when you first get to meet somebody and then you go through this amazing honeymoon period. I used to think that was love. I used to think that was like deep connection. And so this is what I was coming to you to look for is I was coming to you and saying, hey, something's missing. Something isn't isn't right with our relationship because I don't feel this. And I normally do feel this. And again, what I realize now is that that was all my ego. My ego wanted me to feel special. My ego wants me to feel like you're my everything. And in the past, like these are the relationships that I would get in, they would start off and there would be this explosion of romance and I would be in the honeymoon period and it would be amazing. And then however long that would last, it would last, whether it be somewhere a year, somewhere a year and a half, somewhere a few months. And then the true programs would start to run when all of that false surface level connection would fade away. Then you get to see what's really underneath there. And when you externalize this need for connection for someone else, this is what I learned is like when I'm externalizing my need for connection, that's not real connection. Connection starts with you connecting to you, connecting to your heart space, connect through that, connecting to your higher self, your own divinity. And from that place, there you can form a true authentic connection, a true healthy connection, one with boundaries, one where you actually disconnect with your partner to allow yourself to love yourself and do what you need to do on your own. Because if I, if my only connection is with you, Ellie, if the only way for me to experience love and connection is through you and you have a work tomorrow and you can't love me and connect with me well that's gonna really hurt and this is what i felt in the past where i felt this with a woman i'm like oh my god i feel so much for her i feel amazing when i'm with her I'm amazing when i round her and then and then she leaves and oh my whole oh, my whole life crumbles and my heart is being ripped out and we break up for some reason or i have to leave and she have to leave and oh it's so because I'm losing that connection to what mm. I think is love. And it doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing love in those moments. It doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing some level of love. 
Now, love, let's start talking about what love is. Love is a vibrational frequency that we can enter. So the way that I've understood it is these past relationships have made me feel whole enough to enter that vibrational frequency. But because I'm not doing it from within and it's coming without me, it's never going to last. It's always going to be toxic or healthy in some kind of way because my ego is now attaching on to the other person and saying, my way of getting love and connection is through you. So please don't leave. I need you. I need you to feel this good feeling right now. And so it would hold on so tight. And then anytime it would fall away, it would really hurt me. So yeah. you can touch on this vibration of love. I th This is my opinion. Well, not my opinion, my experience. You can touch on that vibration of love, but it's not true love. Yeah. And for the people at home, like really let this sink in because as you, you know, you're talking, it's, it's taking a moment because of all of the conditioning and the programming of what we think that love is, you know, and it's true like this wanting and needing another person to fill you is just lack, which is lack of love within yourself. And it's like, what happens when you put all of that on another person? First of all, the this is how relationships crumble all the time because you're putting this need, this fill me up, this be my everything on the other person. And that other person is not even feeling that within themselves. So how the hell are they going to do a two-person job for a one person? It's really like this. That's why this work is really about finding it within yourself. And then think about how you can show up in a relationship when you are filling yourself up with love. Then what what can love really be? It will transform in front of your eyes. And this is still a journey that I'm on. But the deeper I go into myself, the more I begin to understand what love is and I'm redefining it every single moment of the day. Yeah. And with this work, what I've been taught in society, I've had to throw out the window. And I had this moment last night where I was working with my inner child. I was having a dialogue with him and I was getting to the point where it was like, are you ready to honestly look at what happened and what this energy is between you and your parents that you actually experienced and whether it was love or not? And he was, there was so much resistance there. And I was like, you know, why are you resisting little Danny? What's going on? And he was like, well, what you're asking me to do is to throw away everything I've ever known about what love is. And I don't know if I'm ready to do that. And it's a really hard path to walk. And what we're saying right now might be really shaking the ground that you've walked on. It might not, might be hitting you deep. But for me, I never fully understood what Rachel meant by saying, love is not a feeling, it's a way of being. It, it wouldn't hit me. It would blow my mind, but I couldn't understand it at the deepest level because I'd been chasing this feeling of love, thinking that it was a feeling, but it's not, it's a state of being that we enter. Right. Mm, yeah. And as you're saying that, I just saw a huge, like quote unquote, spiritual teacher in the spiritual community. And she said, I figured out the, the key of life. It's to give love and it's to receive love. And I was like, no, it is to be love. It is mm. to be the truth of who you are. It is not to give and receive because in that you will see time and time again, like 
We've done that our whole lives. Oh, I love you. You love me. And we're doing this dance. And then one person leaves and you're crushed. It is to remember that all you are is love. That's what it means to be in. It's not a feeling. It's a state of being. It's the beingness of who you truly are. And not the I am Danny. I am Ellie. I am this. I am that. It's truly remembering and feeling that you are the I am. That is love. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. And once we are arriving at that place of being, of being this state of love, then the things that we do are love or they're not if we're Mm -hmm. not coming from a place of love. And this is where I had to, to arrive at is realizing that the act of doing something could be love and also couldn't be. So let's look at affection because this is what I really received as a child. Affection, if it comes from the vibration of love, is love. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Someone's being really affectionate to me. It's, it's really lovely. But if it's coming from the vibration of lack or neediness or emptiness, it isn't love. And th- this is where it gets really complicated. And it would, uh, my brain, I would kind of like blow my, my mind of what love is. And I'm, it's still unfolding. As you said, I'm still understanding it deeper and deeper. But to get to this place of now really understanding, oh, it's not a feeling, it's a way of being, it's an energetic frequency that we can achieve. And when we get there, it doesn't matter what shows up, whether it's pain, whether it's someone being nice to us, whether it's someone cussing us out, we can still go, you know, be in this vibration of love and give love back and be in love and receive because we are love. Because once we're at that place, it doesn't matter how they show up. We're in our power. We're connected to our divinity. We are love. We've elevated beyond this idea of our ego getting lost in the illusion of feeling separate and feeling special and needing to feel superior and feeling inferior. We've graduated beyond that because we are completely embodied what it means to be love. So to further that, I'm with my inner child. I'm talking to him and I'm like, are you ready? Let's do this. Let's break down what it is and what it isn't. And so last night I, he was willing, he was willing to like really deconstruct what love is and what love isn't. And it was extremely challenging. And that was where I came to this understanding that this whole time, my idea of love was this feeling of being loved, of being adored. And that came from this wounded place of feeling. I just wanted to feel special because inside I didn't feel special. I was told I was special. And there was times in my childhood that my parents made me feel really special. But then there were so many other times where I felt small, weak, powerless, insignificant, not important, um, in so much pain of being different and not being accepted for who I was and not being liked for who I was. And all those times completely contradicted all the times that I was told I was special and I was perfect and which completely fucked me up um, on a mental and emotional level because yes, we all are special. That is, we all are beautifully unique, but when our ego is wounded, it jumps onto that and it attaches to it. And then it has this 
polarity between one minute it's like i'm special and i'm superior and i'm important and then it has this other moment where it's like deep down i feel really not special i'm really not important i have to prove myself and change myself and be a different person just so that i can be accepted and loved in this society and the truth is all of that needs to dissolve we need to heal all of that to connect to our higher self because it's those wounds and programs that block us from feeling the connection to our higher self and our divinity and when we can reach that point then we can connect to other people in a healthy and truly loving way you know that's some deep wisdom that you're spitting out here it's some deep wisdom and you know i know that on my journey i haven't reached the true understanding of that yet which is beautiful and it's fine um but as you were talking like to keep it like maybe simple right too is i love my dog nala so much and there are times where I just look at her and I go over her and I just adore her because I'm in the presence of love, like true love. Like I just love her. And then there are times where I'm crying and I need her to comfort me. And that's not love. So what we're saying is it's not that you can't feel aspects of love when you're truly in presence, right? Like Danny, like you were talking before, when you're truly in presence, when you're not needing something from someone where there's not an agenda attached to it and you are just spaciousness and presence, right? And you're allowing the other person to feel whatever they're feeling doesn't mean that you don't experience aspects of love, but then it gets really dangerous when you need that person constantly to be feeding that to you, to be giving that to you. And that's what we need to constantly feel into is like, what is the energy that we're coming from when we're reaching for our boyfriend or our girlfriend, our partner, our dog, our child? You know, we need to start being acutely aware of where are we coming from energetically and ask ourselves, like, is this true love or am I trying to fill an empty space within me? Mm. And that true love only comes from our connection to our higher self. True, true love, unconditional love doesn't come in the form of um, getting it for an another person. We have to find that within ourselves first. And I've had moments where I have touched upon that, but they've been few and far between. And I know that through this work, I'm deconstructing everything to allow me to get closer to that. I mean, if we we'll start to look at Mason's way, the 20 universal ways of oneness, what is unconditional love? It's like 15, 16, somewhere around that. I won't go through it right now because we're recording, but I, it's not one of the first ways of oneness. It's like somewhere around, I think like 14, 15. So unconditional love isn't something that we just arrive at overnight. It's something that we are naturally when we really dissolve all of the illusions and delusions and conditioning and programs that we've accumulated through life. Once we dissolve all of that, we can really reach this amazing place, this state of being. And how do we get there? Like it's everything that I just said, it's doing the work. It's mm -hmm. like dissolving our wounds and we can tap into an unconditionally loving place. You just feel into your heart center. That's it. It's not rocket science, but it's incredibly difficult. And that is everything that we do at MSU is mm -hmm. we're tapping into this place in our heart 
where there is unconditional love, there is light. It is okay to feel the emotions that we're feeling. If, if pain shows up, we're building more love. We're allowing ourselves to feel the emotions, relying, allowing ourselves to be present with it. And the more that we do that to ourselves, it allows us to be more loving and do that to others. And so this goes into the final part of like, we can only love ourselves. And I'm sure you've heard this before as much as we, um, sorry, we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Yep. And so I'm reflecting on this and cause I'm looking back and it's not that I didn't experience any love um, as a child, that's, that's not true. I definitely did. I definitely experienced love in various times and in, in lots of different ways, but in mixed in, in all of that, there were these times that the energy of which the affection I was getting wasn't coming from this pure place. Mm -hmm. And that's normal because you know what? 99% of the world right now has a lot of wounds and a lot of pain and a lot of karma that we've been working on resolving in this planet. And we're not here in this podcast to cast blame or judge anyone. We're here to simply bring what's deeply running and where it came from to the light so we can start to shift this energy, so we can start to transmute this pain individually and as a collective, so we really can heal the world, so we can transform everything from the inside out, so we can find the light in the darkest of places. We're not here to judge. We're not here to blame. We're here to honestly say, this is the truth of what happened to me. I see where this came from and that's okay because now it's my responsibility and I'm working on creating more love within myself to heal it so that in my partnership with this amazing goddess I have before me, I'm not projecting any of that pain onto her and I'm not enabling her to stay yeah. in powerlessness and weakness and continue the harmful uh, wounds and programs that we've co collected as children. Yeah, because enabling and coddling is not love. But when you look at me and you go, all right, go into that, go on or what's coming up for you. It's such a beautiful opportunity for me to go, yeah, let me go, let me go love myself. The the first uh, out of the 20 universal ways of oneness is the way of responsibility. We cannot get to unconditional love without first taking responsibility over ourselves, which is not blaming anymore, not projecting anymore, but being acutely aware that all of these experiences in people bring up something for me that is in my shadow, that is in need of my love and my attention. And it's time to feel the pain. Many of us came here to do this in this lifetime. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But those of us who came here to do this, you know, we're just coming back to the truth, divine truth, which is that we are one. And what we are inside is love, 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 and love is power. And, um, it's a, it's not an easy ride, but man, what a ride to be on. What a ride to be on. So yeah, I think I can say easily for Danny and I is we are learning truly 
um, what love is every single day. And the only way that you can truly understand this wisdom is not about reading a book and not about listening to a podcast. It's about beginning to do the work so that you can embody this wisdom. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for being here with us, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. If you want to work with us or any of our amazing mystical life coaches at Master Self University, go on the website, masterofselfuniversity.com. Check out Rachel's book, uh, Mason's Way, The 20 Universal Ways of Oneness Taught by the Spirit of an Enlightened Dog. It's incredible and so deep. And subscribe, share, comment, whatever you want to do. Thanks for being here with us. Anything you want to say, Danny, before we go? Uh, just reinforce how important that book's been and really for me to unpack and understand things. So as I'm going into this, um, allowing myself to, to really see the narcissism, the narcissistic tendencies that have run in my family and how I show up like that. Um, as I'm going into this, the book Mason's Way, I mean, I've got it all highlighted. Like you can see, it's, it's everywhere. It's allowed me, here, we'll throw a little link up for that as well. It's allowed me to go deeper into understanding myself. So now I literally went through way by way. I was like, okay, well, I need to understand what, what first I was like at truth and I'm working with my inner child. And then it took me to unconditional love. And then it took me back to, uh, it took me to the way of humility because I was like, Oh, I'm acting like superior and like feeling special. And then that took me to connection. So it's taken me, it's, it's in a sequential order, but when you work with this book and when you do this healing work, it can allow you to kind of jump back and forth, allowing your soul. This is always what we teach at MSU is allowing you to connect to your higher self. And it, I, last night I felt like my higher self was guiding me through what I needed to learn and all these different, like I needed to go from this way to this way to this way to understand how I was brought up, how I was parented and how these programs turned out in me. Um, because where I'm at now is, as you said, like I'm responsible for healing this. This did, I absorbed this as a child, but I ain't a child anymore. I'm 30 years old. And this is now my responsibility to heal. And this book has really allowed me the, the understanding and the blueprint of what the divine definitions of unconditional love, of the divine definitions of connection and responsibility. And this book really is a, a blueprint for how we are going to evolve as a humanity. Um, I can't express how much uh, I use it and it uh, really changes my life. So just wanted to throw that in there because it is a tool I rely on almost daily to understand myself more, to understand others deeper and to ultimately come back to myself. Yeah. You can get on Amazon right now. Go get it. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us guys. And until next episode, we will see you then. Bye. Bye.